We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now from Sooner Sports TV, here's Jessica Cootie and Meg McDonald. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie and a special, special edition for you this Wednesday. So excited. The home run queen herself. One of my dear friends, Lauren Chamberlain, taking some time out of her crazy schedule to join us. Hey, we've been getting a lot of requests for you and asking about when we can get you on and here you, you're making an appearance for all of us. No, I'm so excited. I haven't done anything really with OU in a while. So I'm excited to be back on, especially on your new podcast and I've been listening to it. It's amazing. So I'm a special guest now. This is great. Yes. Okay. So lots and lots I want to dive in with you about, and, and I get questions a, a lot on, of course, Jocelyn Alo and, and what she's doing this year has been phenomenal. There's so many other things that I want to get to, but let's start with the most pressing, relevant, most recent news going on in the world, uh, Dancing with the Stars. Yes. So I'm a huge fan of the show. I watch it every season, but a lot of times I just like fast forward to see the athletes, what the athletes do, you know, or the people that I know and I'm connected to. This season, it's all athletes. Right. And softball has a representation for the very first time. And Jenny Finch, and I know you, you took it all in. How cool is that to see your sport represented on one of the biggest shows in all of television. Right. Well, there's not a better person than Jenny Finch, honestly. And to see her on that. And I'm like, wait, she's in heels, like dancing, like can't fall over. She like the whole world is watching type deal. And I was getting so frustrated. We actually had like a little watch party here, made dinner, like totally supporting, telling people to vote. And I was getting so frustrated because these judges were acting like 
they were professional dancers. Right. No, I was so upset. I don't know if you like noticed that, like giving them sevens. I thought Jenny killed it. I was like 11. She needed a 10 on the very first one. Across the board. Like, I don't understand where you guys are, you know, where this judging is coming from, but no, there's, like I said, there's not a better person than Jenny. She's doing great. What, what kind of exposure do you feel like that will do for your sport? I mean, how important is that? Um, you know, obviously like we've talked a lot about off air is kind of the exposure that college softball gets, but beyond, you know, when you start talking about the softball getting uh, added back into the Olympics yeah. and professional and which is Jenny had a big career in professional softball. Just how important is that exposure? It's definitely important. And I think to bring back the fact that she was on, you know, one of the best teams, if not the best team in, in softball history with that USA team um, and just highlighting really that Olympic feel. And now that it's back in 2020, I think it's a great thing that, you know, the world can kind of be like, Oh, Hey, a softball player and like how beautiful and how awesome and her family and everything is just, she was such a good representation of it. What are your, what are, what chances are you giving her to win it? I think with her personality and like, you just love her like in her family. And honestly, I thought she was like one of the better dancers. I don't understand. <laughs> like I love Adam, Adam Rapon. Love him. Yeah. Like me too. He's amazing. So I think that would be her stiffest competition. Yeah. But I mean, I think she's great. She's those a figure skaters. I feel like they have they a leg up. Have, yeah, completely. They're doing splits <laughs> and stuff. Like, I mean, who knows if Jenny can do the splits, but like, I, I mean, I would be pissed if I was going up against these figure skaters. Like they have to do routines. That's their life. Like, you know, they need to be judged a lot harder. That's so are we hopefully maybe potentially talking about Lauren Chamberlain joining the cast of Dancing with the Stars in the future? Would If that call came, would you sign up? <laughs> look, look. Your face. Like I can dance. I can dance when I'm, you know, out with my girls, but like I don't know about like twirling around in heels like in front with, of the world. Yeah, right. There's with yeah, everybody. I watching. would maybe pick a couple other things to do before <laughs> dancing with the stars, but hey, I won't take it off the table. Okay, so that's topic one I had to had to break down with you. Topic two, just recently last week, actually, kind of breaking news in the world of college softball new legislation came out and one that you were very kind of have been vocal about it's going to change the landscape of recruiting kind of pushing the age back as to when you know these kids can kind of go on official visits and whatnot why was that such an important topic to you personally personally I think back to when I was 12 and 13 years old and that's when some of these even before that are committing And I just wasn't thinking about softball. Like I understand that it's different now. Like kids are thinking of it out of the womb. Like they're, they're like bred to think softball, 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 get a scholarship, get a scholarship. And I had quit for about like a, you know, less than a year. I quit softball. I was sick of the tan lines, wanted to have sleepovers, (laughs) like wanted to like go to the movies and like, you know, hang out with my crush, like not thinking about what my major was going to be in college. So I think that was like my, my biggest string there. And then also I was a late bloomer. Like I, maybe it was because I quit and I took that year off and then kind of started coming back. But honestly, I was kind of overlooked and OU came calling, thank goodness. And everything worked out and it was the best four years of my life, but I didn't really reach my peak performance wise in high school until junior, even senior year. So I think, you know, colleges are kind of 
with the early recruits and, and early commits, they're kind of getting this false sense of athletes. Sometimes I'm going to say that honestly, because that happens. Uh, you get kind of these superstar 12 year olds that peak at 12, yeah. peak at 13. And then they car- everybody starts catching up to them. Like a player like me would have started catching up to them. And then these universe, they get it on as a freshman and they're kind of disappointments and everybody's pissed. And then everybody's transferring and it's just <laughs> this whole mess. And I just think it's a cleaner, better situation for all involved. If you wait a little bit longer, let them mature. My cousin who plays at Kansas said, yeah, when I was 13 years old, the biggest thing I was worried about was what my after school snack was going Literally, to be. <laughs> what was I eating for dinner? Like nobody's thinking about like college. Right. Like it's a huge decision to make. Like I can't even, I mean, even at 17, 16 years right. old, I couldn't imagine 12 and 13, you know, yeah. I was good at basketball. I wasn't that good that I was being recruited at 12 years old. Right. You know? And I mean, you think of like, pat on my you... back there, you know, <laughs> yeah, pat on... I'm gonna pat myself on the back. <laughs> no, I just totally kidding. I think about like the parents and the coaches and the players. And it's like, everybody's, you know, placing blame who's to blame this or that. No one's to blame. It's the fact it's just that where it's, we got, it's, it's, we it's just got it's here the situation at hand. Coaches have to jump on the players that they think are going to be the best because Everybody else the is next jumping. Is you can't it. blame the coach. Yes. Then you can't blame the parent because this is someone saying, here's a full ride. Here's money for college Guaranteed, for your yeah. daughter. Like that's, yes, I'm going to jump on that. Can't blame the player because you have these, you know, your idol coaches that's and your idol told, softball like players, you your parents, the most, I mean, arguably the most influential people in your life telling you, you need to do this. And then all of a sudden you're a 12 year old making, you know, a 17, 18 year old decision. And, and even like you said, 18 year olds aren't ready to make that decision. So I really think it stunts the softball player to try to make that drastic of a choice when you're 12 years old. I mean, it just stunts it. And it also makes it so much more serious than it needs to be at that age. It's also going to make it more enjoyable too, because I mean, again, you, you got to think when you get older in high school, maybe you understand and can take it in a little bit more because yeah, it's you know, a special moment. Yeah. Like when I was a sophomore, it was my sophomore summer going into my junior season that I committed to OU. And it was so like the process was stressful. And I, you know, you talk to the different coaches when you can, like there's rules and everything like that, but you had time to think about it. Like I really did have time to weigh my options, make an educated decision, go visit the campus. A lot of these kids are, I'm calling them kids cause they're kids. Like a lot of these kids are not having opportunities to see all these things because I mean, they're so young, like no one's taking the time to travel. No one's, you know, really doing their research. And honestly, I was able to say, okay, that like, you know, at the time I wanted to get into journalism. OU has a great journalism program at 12. I'm not going to know 13 years old. I'm not going to know if I want to be a journalist. I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. That might change. Like it'll, (laughs) I, I, my opinion on things, you know, like how I feel about things changes with the wind. So it's like, I just, it, it. I don't think it's very fair and it takes away from like the special moment that, that is committing, honestly. So going back to that special moment for you, I don't know if a lot of people maybe realize how maybe under recruited you were being where you finished your career. Yeah. So walk us through like the whole recruiting process with coach gas and what she saw in you that right. a lot of people didn't at the time. Cause right. you said when you got here, your swing was all kinds of messed up and yeah, you had it to was work just, really hard when you got here. Yeah. So I was like your, your average big long power hitter. And I mean, man, I could smash the ball, but it like in all honesty, it was mediocre pitching. 
Um, but as far as overlooked, I would say I was looked at by colleges, but I wasn't like put on a high priority list. Right. If that, if that yeah. makes sense. So there wasn't like this do or die, like you need to be at our school. We'll find the money for you. It was like, if we have the money, great. If we don't, you're going to have to pay for some things, which it was just kind of like, do I sit on that? Or do I like keep looking like, you know, is someone going to like, you know, a big school. And, and honestly, I mean, coach Gasso, I've said this before in interviews and I don't know if she's ever heard it, but I was not looking at OU. That was big 12. I wanted to go at the time it was pac 10. I wanted to stay West coast. They were dominating at the time they were getting all the championships and I really wanted to stay close to home. I, and you know, I was out here for nationals and coach Gasso, uh, had watched and she was like, Hey, like, you know, we want to give you a tour. Like we want to just show you everything while you're here. Um, and kind of get you familiar with the campus. Just give us a shot. Like that was basically kind of how she made me feel. And I was like, you know, one piece of advice I got was take all your visits, just go, even if you don't think you'll like it. And I went on campus and I knew Jessica Schultz was there, um, or getting there. She was about to go there. She was, um, she had already signed and Kehlani was going and it was basically like, I remember talking to Schultz and she's like, you have to go. Like, we're going to win. Like coach is great. The campus is great. The vibe, like I just feel it and like you should be a part of it. And so when I went, it was like they pulled out all the stops, like really made sure I was comfortable. And I just had that total cliche feeling like, you know, that everybody talks about where I know I'm home, like I know I'm supposed to be there. And my mom, I think, cried that day because it was so (laughs) far from home. But it was like very important for me to see how much Coach Gasso believed in me. And she sat me down, basically was like, we're kind of on you know, time crunch. So like if you can make a decision, cause there were a couple other schools up in the air. And I think within two weeks, I remember I called her and I think she was watching a movie with her family. And I was like, Hey coach, um, I, you know, I talked with my parents and I really want to be a sooner. And she was like, are you, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, like I really want to be, a, you know, a sooner. And, um, she was just like, well then let's go. Like she was <laughs> pumped and I could feel how pumped she was. And I knew at that moment I made a really good decision. Looking back at that time, I don't know if anyone could think I'm going to go in and I'm going to break the home run record, but what were your expectations at that point when, again, like you said, you know, you were maybe flew under the radar a little bit until you got here and freaking explode during your freshman season. Right. So I actually started to really break into, you know, like the, my mold as a player, um, junior year of high school. And I started to really kill it my senior year. So I felt the momentum going in. I knew I was like a hot freshman coming in. Um, but I've never, I mean, my expectations are always so high for myself and, and I really didn't think of like home run record that didn't really come until honestly, like maybe junior, senior year. Um, I really just wanted to get in the lineup. Like I wanted to have a spot because they were loaded. Yes. When you got in. Yeah, absolutely loaded. But I knew my talent and I knew that I had the capability of having a spot in the lineup, having a spot in the field. And that was my main priority heading as a freshman. And honestly, that was my goal. And and I knew I could accomplish that. And I did. So I kind of just had like a checklist of things I wanted to do. And then by the end of four years, they all added up. So what you did coming into your um, freshman season, those numbers were off the charts and already, uh, uh, current Sooner is mm-hmm. the her numbers are being compared to what you did that first year. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn Alo, which, um, you know, uh, wow, it's just unbelievable what she's been able to do. And, and you and I got to talk a little bit about her the other day. But um, I guess just what's it kind of been like for you watching her kind of do what she did from the get go, really? Right. Like she came onto the scene a lot like what you did, right. which 
not a lot of not a lot of people do what you did and, and yeah. here she is and man, she's just kind of wowing everybody. Right. So me coming in as a player and people kind of being like, whoa, you know, taking notice. It's like I'm watching somebody come onto the scene and I'm saying, wow, and I'm taking notice. Like in which I like it just got chills. Like something I haven't done. I mean, there are stud players, don't get me wrong. I mean, college softball is so hot right now and there are so many athletes. But that little thing, and it resonates with me for home run hitters. I've just always had that thing. Like, I just appreciate a good hitter, and I appreciate, you know, good mechanics and just someone who can smash the ball. But she's got this, like, thing that makes people watch her. Like, everybody – I was just at an OU game this past weekend watching against Texas, and I'm not sure – you know, I don't, she might've not had the most productive day at the plate, but every time she got up to the plate, it was silent. Like not the same with other hitters. Like everybody would kind of chitter chatter and everything like that. And you'd still hear the buzz, but it got so quiet when Jocelyn was at the plate. And as a player, like, I don't know if they ever did that with me. I don't know because I was in that player mode, but I'm getting to witness somebody that is like shutting it down. You know what I mean? Like someone that's really changing the game and making people pay attention to her. And like, everyone's freaking out. And I think that's so cool because it's like, they should be like, she's that good. Like I, I mean, I have so many things I could say about her, but she's, she's absolutely making a name for herself, which is what I've wanted, you know, her to do. And for people to realize is that it's Jocelyn, you know, it's not Lauren, it's Jocelyn coming on. And one thing that we had talked about is I mean, you look at her home runs that she hit this weekend, how big they were in some big time situations when her team needed them the most. When you go back and look at your home runs, a lot of them were in this similar situation. So you think about even the one that hit that tied the game um, or that tied the record Mm -hmm. against Baylor at home. You guys were down or trailing and needed some momentum. And then the one that you hit uh, at at North Texas, you were down. I mean, like you think about a lot of, not to mention the one against Tennessee. Some of your home runs are a lot of them. I would say at least over half of them were coming in big time clutch situations when your team needed them more than right. anything. And you kind of, do you kind of feel that that's kind of what Jocelyn has been able to do as well as deliver when the pressure is kind of at its highest? Yeah. And it takes a special player to do that because you can tell that her, her mindset is with the team. You can tell that her mindset is we need to win this game. Like I need to be the one to change the momentum of this game. Not I need to hit a home run. I need to hit a home run. I want to get more home runs. I want to chase whatever, you know, that that was never the priority, honestly, uh, in my eyes with me, it was always, I'm in a situation where I can change the game. Do I have it or do I not? I have it. Like, I know I have that gene in me. Like I know I have the ability to change a game. And I see that with her. I don't, think that she's ever thinking like, Oh, me, 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 I need to hit this out. I think she's just really honestly thinking this is the situation, which as a freshman, you rarely find, like you just don't find that mature mindset of thinking, how can I clutch up for my team? How can I deliver? How can I get, you know, a spark back to my team, which she has that it factor. Like she has that something different that as a teammate, I'm not thinking, Oh, here's our big home run hitter. She either hits a home run or she strikes out. It's like, no, this is Jocelyn. She's our, you know, our fire spark. Like she's, she's the one that can change the momentum of this game. And you got a chance to talk with her dad recently. Mm -hmm. You, you guys kind of a cool relationship, right? I mean, it's gotta be neat to see, you know, a lot of these Sooners that are here looked up to you, but you know, especially with her and, you know, the comparisons that are already coming and then to have that conversation with her dad and, and how much she looks up to you. And then you're like, 
I'm such a fan of you now. How, right. I mean, how neat is that kind of full circle moment, I guess. Right. I think it's cool too, because we never got to play with each other, which I think when you're, you know, still kind of close in age to the program and, and you see not so much, you know, different sides of people, but you get that different playing experience with them. And it doesn't seem so, you know, far away as you know, with me and Jocelyn, it's, we never got to play together. And, and she watched me in the world series and she watched, you know, us compete and win championships. And you probably never recruited her, right? Cause a no, lot of these, I didn't know. I heard about her. Yeah. I never was like involved in that, you know, aspect of her recruiting. But, um, after talking with her dad, it was in Palm Springs and I just was, they were like, Hey, her dad's over there. I'm like, let's go talk to him. Like, I just want to say, Hey, like say that, you know, I'm cheering for her and I'm rooting for her and anything that they need and anything they go through, like, I'd love to, you know, offer some insight and stuff. Cause kind of, you know, when you've been there, done that, like, I want to be able to help her as a freshman, like kind of look ahead and be like, Hey, like this stuff might happen. Let's nip it in the butt before it does, you know, things like that. So I think that conversation that I had with her dad was, was special because he also let me know that she looks up to me and I, you know, I might not hear that directly from her, but to, to hear that from her dad and then just little things that, you know, she's, she's, admired me and looked up to my hitting. I think that's so special because I'm like, dude, like I literally tell everybody about you. Like I'm always <laughs> talking about you. So it's a, it's a cool thing. What similarities do you see in her and her swing? Um, that in that's similar to yours, I guess just raw power. That was like my first thing. I mean, mechanics, you, you gotta know how to hit a softball, but rarely do you have someone that really knows how to hit a softball and has that much strength. It's usually either one or the other. Um, but, but just the way the ball comes off the bat is electric. I mean, it's absolutely like stunning to watch. I love watching her hit just because of the pure power that she gives. And obviously you, I know you get asked a lot about it. I think we all owe you get asked a lot about it. You are genuinely happy to see her doing what she's doing and you're happy to see her kind of comparing the numbers that you had as well. Right. Well, I think of like, Stacy Newbman and she was so supportive during my run and beating her record. And she reached out and she was like, Hey, just, you know, keep it calm. Like you're good. Like don't stress, you know, things like that. And I'm just like, I mean, records are meant to be broken. I've said that from the jump. Like even when I was in high school, I've said records are meant to be broken. And if that happens, it happens great if it happens by sooner I even say, more great like keeping it in the, it's a sooner keeping it in the program <laughs> I mean how awesome is that if we could potentially have the number one and the number two home run hitters I mean either way it goes being from OU I mean that's a total statement to to coach Gasso's legacy and and their outstanding recruiting honestly so you've followed this team very closely you have since you've left we're about to start talking postseason yeah. and Big 12 titles and all of that. What do you feel like is the potential of this team when, again, you got back to back and the targets on your back and you guys know, you know a lot about the pressure yeah. and how hard that is to defend that once you get there, which right. I, and, and I know this team, one thing they made very clear. They don't talk about back to back. It's right, a completely right. different season, which I, I talked, I talk, I can talk about yeah. it. I won't let them talk about <laughs> yeah. it, but I can pump them up. So my honest thoughts, I never went back to back. We had the opportunity. I mean, we were always on that big stage and, you know, even my freshman year, that loss was so brutal. Um, and we came back in that aspect. Now they pulled off the back to back, which is pretty unheard of anyway, the back to back to back. I mean, that is just like unbelievable, like 
So honestly, I think, you know, maybe a target on their back, but there's got to be some type of ease because no one's expecting you to go back right. to back to back. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I was joking with Brittany Williams the other day. I was saying like, B, if they go back to back to back, like we're, I'm going to, I'm going to retire. I'm going to throw my Jersey. And no, I'm just kidding. I was literally like, they're going to forget about us. Be like, we're not going to be on the walls anymore. Like if they go back <laughs> be to back to currency. back, like they're, we're going to be erased from the history books. But I just, I, I, they're completely capable of it. Absolutely. I watch them play and I'm like, you're, they're just so smooth. Everything's just like dominating nature and they don't, they know how to lose, but they don't ever want to go there. You know what I mean? It is like, we will win by any means. I don't care what team you are. Like we will pull out a win. I don't care if it's sloppy looking like we'll get that win. So they do know how to get that W at the end. And with this team, I feel like no matter what's going, you never feel like they're out of it. Like right. the other day when they were down six Oh, in the sixth inning to which I'll say, I just never had a doubt that they'd find a way to win. Right. It's so, so rare with these, this, this feeling of this team. Well, I actually had a very good friend from Tulsa, tell me he was just kind of like freaking out a little bit. He's like, I've never said this before, but like sooner magic is like a real thing. <laughs> and I was like, where'd you, where'd you go to school? And he was like, ah, oh, I went to Tulsa. Like, you know, don't tell anyone I said that. He's like, but sooner magic, like I believe in that. And it's like other people know that like uh -huh. when the Sooners are hot, like there is nothing that's going to stop them. And until you have that last out solidified and you have that win in your column, like it is out, like absolutely OU's chance to win. Okay, that's your former team. Let's move on to current teams and, and what's kind of going on in your life. I know you're coming off the back surgery. How are you feeling going into right around the corner? You're about to start another season of professional ball. Yeah, I'm feeling great right now. Thank goodness, because I, it was a really rough off season just with the shoulder surgery and the back surgery, kind of back to back. And the, the second one being a bit of a shock and a surprise. Um, it's it's a good feeling to be moving around. Like I'm throwing the ball around again. I'm, I'm taking ground balls every day, which is I haven't done taking ground balls really in about two years. Haven't thrown the ball in about two years. So to know that, you know, my body's responding to the surgeries and it's kind of not like, Oh, you're never going to play defense again. You know, it's a good feeling to kind of feel like an athlete when you're stuck in that role of DP and you're just hitting, it kind of gets a little, you know, it just kind of weighs on you a bit because there's some, there's only one way that you can contribute to a team physically. So I think being, having my glove, throwing the ball around, being another asset to my team and with such a loaded roster just makes me feel better about it going into the season. One thing I really admire about you is that you manage to be more than just an athlete. You've got so many other things going on in your life. You don't limit yourself to just playing softball. You always kind of explore other opportunities and, uh, one thing that I've thought has been really neat that you've kind of shared is, is with these camps, mm -hmm. kind of how you kind of do something that maybe a lot of people don't, you sit down and you talk about failure and mm -hmm. accepting that. And I think that's so important. And I really wanted to get that in. Um, we're kind of winding down here, but just why is that also important for you to kind of relay that positivity that look in this game, you're going to fail and it, that's okay, you know, and, and right. just kind of reinforcing that to these younger generations of softball players. Well, and you think of the parents and the coaches that are telling them this every day, right? It's not like a new message. It's, it's something that a lot of coaches really try to, you know, put into their girls and, and get in their minds from an early age, just so that they have a better understanding. I think it's a different case when you have someone that they look up to and they idolize and they think can do no wrong. And they think never messes up to tell them I mess up all the time. I think that that resonates with them a little bit differently and that they kind of start to look at things 
you know, with, with wider eyes and they understand how life works and how the field works. And I think to show them, you know, it's not like you, you got to be the best, you got to be the best at all times and you can't fail and you got to work, work, work. And it's just, it, it, there's, it leaves so many kids feeling like I will never be good enough. Like this isn't for me. And I think if we try a different approach and saying, look, like there's always going to be failure, like in life, things are always going to go wrong. How you adapt, how you bounce back, how you, you know, kind of deal with those um, situations it will help you be a better person and a better player in turn. So I just think it's a, it's a more um, positive, you know, outlook on softball and life. How much do you enjoy doing those camps? Is that, I mean, is it something like, Oh, it's, you know, something I got to do to help my business or is it, do you absolutely love going in and dealing with those kids? At first it was definitely like, this is business. Like, you know, I wouldn't do the camps if I didn't have to, like, that was kind of like the mindset when I really started doing the camps. I mean, I left with such a boost of energy and I was like high off of my camps, honestly, for a while. And when I noticed that carrying on to my weeks, I was just more productive. I was better because honestly it was those girls seeing their enthusiasm about softball and seeing kind of that life um, come back into their eyes about the sport that they love. They just might've forgotten that, um, really did the same for me. It was just kind of like, wait, they have so much enthusiasm and so much, you know, opportunity ahead of them. I do too. So it was, I mean, as much as they think that I'm giving to them and they might get a lot out of the camp, every single location, every time I do it, no matter the age, no matter who it is, if it's a repeat or not, I'm always pulling new information and always, you know, feeling that boost of life after I'm done. How do you balance it all? Uh, trial and error. I'm still <laughs> kind of learning how to say no, which has honestly been a really hard thing for me. Be just when money's involved and, and opportunities and meeting new people and, and kind of, like you said, expanding the brand. Um, it's easy to say yes to a lot of things. And then I get bogged down and, you know, you run into like health issues and your schedule's just whack and time zones and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So I think just as the years have gone on, I've learned to kind of scale back when I need to and take care of my, myself. And, um, I have a good, pretty good grasp of it now. Okay. And then, um, just what, a couple weeks ago, last week, another sooner selected number one overall in the NPF draft Paige in, in Paige Lowry, Lowry. Yes. was, I saw you had a post on Instagram. It, it did it take you back? How special is it? I mean, cause you are a prideful alum of, yeah. of your sooner family mm -hmm. and to see her another one taken. What was that moment like? I mean, it was yeah, I thought back to my day and it was so special and it's just an amazing opportunity. And I wish everybody had the opportunity to, you know, become a professional softball player. It changed my career. That aside, knowing her story and how far she's come and how hard she's worked just to see the growth as a woman and as a pitcher. I mean, her pitching is unbelievable. I mean, there's no. And you better face her now. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> the pride didn't get a hold of her. So now I'm going to have to see her in Chicago and that's going to suck. But no, I loved it. I, we played her in the fall tour and we went kind of head to head, uh, pride played OU and just to see how far she's even come from that game. She's grown so much and, and is really going to contribute to our league. And I'm excited just to get another, like, you know, kick butt female in our league. We're, we're all very happy for her. That was, I mean, it, it's been cool too, because OU's really kind of capitalized on in, in one week, in the same week, they had two number one overall Amazing. draft picks. And so you think about again, and it goes back to even when you were here, the, just the overall dominance of OU in several yes. different sports. It's like, yeah. and, and that's gotta be cool for Paige to be on all those graphics with Baker Mayfield. Right. I love that. And she should be. And I think that that's such, I mean, it's such a testimony, like I said, to, you know, Coach Gasso, to 
you know, coach Stoops, coach Lincoln, like just the, just the pride that OU has on, you know, winning championships, getting draft picks, producing amazing athletes. And those athletes don't get there off of pure athleticism. I mean, their help, their, their mindset, their heart, their soul is into it because they have so much pride for OU and the people around them are making them better people. So honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm always proud to talk about OU because I mean, they, they're speaking for me. It's not like I'm talking noise, you know, they're actually backing me up almost every time I talk about them. And, um, I've got a feature coming out on this week and it's kind of involving one of, uh, coach Gasso's former players and just kind of the connection. And, and one thing that the theme that keeps coming up that I kind of wanted to ask you about is the family, mm-hmm. kind of the importance of family. And you hear it so many times with like programs and college programs and, oh, it's a family, it's a family. But I don't know if you can compare the level of family that it is with OU softball. I, I just kind of, it seems so, it's a, it just feels like it's on a different level. Would you agree with that? Like it's, you hear it, you hear it, you hear it, but this is like a family that actually, they do live it out. Right. I think that really comes from just the hearts that are on this, the team's not even just this current team, but just the past teams, um, whether it's been coach Gasso or anybody before the recruiting and like they recruit people before the athlete, that's always been super important to her. And I think just, you know, coach Gasso is always making sure that we're aware of things that are going on with her alumni, which I think is outstanding because we're, we're not going to know. I mean, we we're so in wrap, like we're wrapped up in ourselves and our stats and in our games and our wins and everything like that. And just, you know, anything happens, we know about it. I mean, it's like, no, we're not worried about this today. Someone needs our help or, you know, we're not, don't stress about that today because one of our, you know, sisters is stressing about this or something's going on. And and so she's very quick to kind of, you know, humble us and make us aware of everything that's going on. Um, I think when you have the best four years of your life and you have such a special time in Norman, you're so happy for the girls that get to do that again. So I think it's just like, I'm going to give you all of my support because I know you're you kind of live through them almost you're, you're reliving your college while you're, you're watching them play. And when you're playing, do you feel like you're playing for those alumni as well? Those, those people that came before you to lay the foundation for you to be at this national championship powerhouse? No, absolutely. And you hear all the stories about, you know, Reeves park across the street, having, <laughs> you know, all the old heads playing at Reeves park. Hey, supposedly it, they had to pick up beer cans and beer bottles. Yeah. Coach Lombardi says before they play right. a regional game. Right. And it's like, absolutely. You know, we, you know, when I was at OU and I, I see them having their renovations that they're going to do and Headington Hall and, you know, all this stuff. And OU's just building, building, building. And it's like they absolutely deserve it. And and we deserved it, too. And it, it's so cool to see like them finally getting everything that they deserve. I mean, they, they've needed this forever. And it's never I don't think the people that came before me were ever bitter about us, you know, and I don't think we're ever going to be bitter about them because it's like, this is a product of everybody's hard work together. It builds. It's yes, a building thing. And, and you're proud of what the person did before you. And yeah. then you're even prouder of the, what the person did to, to keep up the legacy. Right. The women before me that didn't have the opportunity to, you know, get those full ride scholarships, but then, you know, kept grinding and grinding even despite those you know, situations so I could have a scholarship, you know, it's, it's things like that. So never, we never take it for granted. Coach Gasso made sure that. 
Okay, what else do we need to talk about? I feel like we crammed it all in there. We did. I think we're fine. I think that was, I don't know, I gave you the full update. I know. I think we got that it all awesome. in there. Yeah, no, that was fun. I, I had a couple, I definitely had some topics I wanted to make sure we we um, visited with you. And it's always a pleasure. And I know OU you know fans are going to enjoy listening to hearing, uh, listening to this. And get Lauren on Dancing with the Stars. Let's oh, do it, people. Hey, knock it off. Let's start it right now. Don't do it. Start knock the hashtag. <laughs> all right, Lauren Chamberlain, stay tuned. Big things coming for her. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.